This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another fast break edition of the Around the Rim podcast. I am your host, LaChina Robinson, joined by my fantastic and fabulous producer, Tarika Foster-Brasby. And if you have not been paying attention, we are bringing a new thing a new thing. You remember that? Ow, song? ow, ow, ow. Girl, don't make me dance. See, yeah, never mind. Um, we are bringing a new segment to the Around the Rim podcast called Fast Break, which are just smaller chunks of podcasts or videos, whatever it is, but just small parts of the Around the Rim podcast that you can digest, take a break from your day. And right now we are featuring some of the WNBA prospects that we expect to get drafted. And next week draft, which is happening on April 17th, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Make sure you catch that. Uh, this episode features a young woman from Princeton, a guard forward. She's Princeton's all-time leading scorer, three-time Ivy League player of the year, Bella Allery. And one thing that you probably notice about women's college basketball is that um, – Sometimes players and teams get buried, right? The Ivy League is not part of the Power Five. They don't have a bunch of ranked teams, but they had an incredible season. If you weren't paying attention, the Tigers went 26-1 and under new head coach Carla Berube. Uh, Courtney Banghart left for the University of North Carolina, which I will get to her in a moment. But in her time at Princeton, Bella was just dominant. I mean, she's 6'4". But she has a face-up game. She's got some toughness down low. Just really versatile. Plays defense both ends of the floor. I think will be a huge asset at the next level. Obviously, team fit would come into play. But right now, our Michelle Vopel has her projected to go number seven overall to the Dallas Wings. So a young woman you should definitely be on the lookout for. And don't take it from me in terms of what she'll be able to do at the next level want to send a shout out to Courtney Banghart who sent us some sound on Bella. I mean, who knows her better than the coach that recruited her to Princeton and has watched her develop. Here's Courtney Banghart. It is so fun to talk about Bella Allery, a kid. I remember the day she committed to Princeton. Um, and I remember so many of the growth steps that she made in our program kind of year to year, off season to off season. Um, you know, as a pro player, she's got huge upside. You know, she's super skilled. You know, I don't think she quite gets enough credit for her skill level because of her size. You know, that's such an advantage to be 6'5 and mobile, but she's incredibly skilled. She's got great footwork in the post. Um, you know, both with her kind of right foot and left foot, pivot foot. She can finish off two. Um, she has great extension. She kind of understands angles in the, at the backboard. Um, and she's a high-range uh, three-point shooter, high percentage in that area, um, much, much more than her numbers would show in terms of – it wasn't a shot she focused on in college because she didn't need to. Um, but I've trained her a long time, and the kid can really shoot it. So she's sort of that – really uh, dangerous foreman, I think, at the pro level that has had a ton of success. If you think about some of the best players in the league, um, you know, if you look at someone like uh, Misaman from um, the Mystics most recently or Nafisa Collier, you know, they, those are some of the – they've been giving other teams fits the whole time, and I think Bella fits sort of that mold very, very well. Um, defensively, she can do a lot. You know, she's an elite shot blocker, both as the – you know, as a primary defender and as a secondary defender, you know, really understands angles um, and understands lanes uh, and rebounds out of her area. You know, who doesn't want a guy? that can um, go and get rebounds, whether they're uh, in her area or not. Um, I think that the, the, obviously the, the knock might be, boy, she seems really stringy, right? Her, it, what's her strength? You know, and I actually really do liken it to someone like Deladon in that, 
you know, their frames have been the same for most of their existence, right? But they've gotten a lot stronger as their uh, playing years have increased. And so they've been the same size a while, and they have figured out how to be effective at that size. Um, and so she's stronger than she looks, but a little bit like Durant on the men's side, you know, she's, you know, her length is always going to kind of hide the sheer bulk. Um, a great competitor. You know, she, she has her best games against the best teams. So, you know, another knock you might say is a level of competition that the Ivy League provides her. Um, you know, and what I would say is, is that, you know, if you look at the Power Five teams that, that especially in her junior year that we play, you know, those are some of her very best games, you know, um, and in those games and the other games where there's, you know, she's really over, she, she, she's so much better than everybody else. She's just highly efficient. She has to be. We want to thank Courtney Banghard again for her insight on Bella Allery. And without further delay, here's Bella. All right, basketball fans. Well, we are continuing our fast break interviews here on Around the Rim, which gives us a chance to talk in smaller segments rather than our normal um, long-winded podcast. And one of the things we're trying to do right now is give basketball fans some insight, some scoop, some information on some of the WNBA prospects that we expect to see in this upcoming draft Friday, April 17th, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Please join me in welcoming right now a young woman who has had a phenomenal career in her time at Princeton and is expected to go in the first round of the WNBA draft, Bella Allery. Welcome, Bella. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, you finished up your time at Princeton. Uh, you were a guard forward there, which is very important to our conversation about your game. But the first question I have to ask you, just because it's interesting, you have like a basketball name, right? Like, you know, you hear those names sometimes where you're like, okay, Cheryl Swoops was meant to be a baller. Like Bella Allery <laughs> just has a ring to it. Where did the name Bella come from? Yeah, so my real name's Isabella, and for most of my life, I was Iz or Izzy, and then I went to a new high school my freshman year, and I was like, I like Bella better. I don't want to be Izzy anymore, so I actually just introduced myself as Bella to my new classmates, and it just stuck, Um, so yeah, kind of not a super exciting story, but yeah, my parents called me like Itsy Bits and like Iz and stuff, so... (laughs) Bella kind of came out of nowhere. (laughs) I love it. So different and just has a a total ring to it. And I also have to start this podcast off by saying you are a DMV girl. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. You're from Maryland, but that's the Maryland. So yes, shout out to the DMV. This is a little extra special for me. Um, But I, I definitely love your name. Okay. First and foremost, just Obviously, we are virtual right now and doing this podcast, and we always do our podcast virtually, but the upcoming WNBA draft will be virtual because of the times we're, we're facing right now um, with the coronavirus. How are you, and where are you, and how are you kind of managing during this time? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm at home in Maryland with my family. Um, Princeton doesn't really have many students left on campus. We were all asked to leave to you know, make sure that the virus was under control and everyone was safe. Um, So I'm doing well. I've been like taking my classes online, like through Zoom. Like I'm sure a lot of people are like communicating nowadays um, and just working out like with whatever equipment I have, making sure I'll be prepared for the season. Um, This isn't exactly how I expected to be, you know, training for the draft and everything, but definitely making the most of it have like a very positive outlook at this time when it can be hard for people. So yeah, just keeping positive. 
Now, I was watching some old film of maybe you at your house. Do you still have an actual, like, half court at your house? You have a hoop? Yeah, it's like a quarter court, like, concrete. Um, and we have, like, I think it's a high school three-point line. So we're kind of, like, stepping back to get the reps in. But it's been nice. I have a younger brother who's 15 who I can, like, play against a little bit. Um, and my dad, he coaches and he likes training me and putting me through drills and stuff. So I've been staying in good shape, um, trying to just, you know, keep my shot, you know, fluid and like working on ball handling and whatever I can. That's awesome. I mean, and of course, little brother is really just there to rebound. Let's be honest. I know. He's got one job. Okay. (laughs) Little brother rebound. Um, speaking of your dad, Mark, I just want to talk about your development as a player, you know, taking us back to little Bella. Um, your dad played at Duke and also in the NBA. And we've been talking so much about girl dads, right? Um, coming Mm -hmm. off of obviously the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, but your dad has been instrumental in your development. How so? Yeah, I mean, basketball is in my blood. So when I was born, like, he wanted me playing basketball right away. And he's just been – he's been my coach since I was, like, a kindergartner. I remember being on the rec team, um, and he was my head coach, and he's always been, like, huge in just my development as a player. And he's always put a big emphasis on skills and always working on skills because we didn't really know how tall I'd end up or where I'd end up, but – if I had, you know, guard skills, I could be successful at any point on the floor. Um, so he's been huge in just my development as a player. And then even just like with my confidence and with his ability to, you know, critique my games and just talk me through anything I need that's related to basketball. He's lived it. He's played at like every possible level. So his advice is super valuable to me. Um, and yeah, he's just been, he's been like really, really important in my basketball career. So have you at all watched his draft night? Have you guys talked about what draft night could be like or anything like that? We actually haven't. Like, he talks a lot about, like, his college experience. That was one of the best times of his life. And um, so that's been huge just as a college player, hearing about, you know, what he went through and what it was like for him. Um, And then I'm sure as I move on to the pros and as we get closer to draft night, um, he'll have, you know, more advice. It's more relevant to, to those times, but we actually haven't talked about his draft night very much. Yeah. I, I just was wondering if he had a cool outfit or not, if you approved of what I he had on that night. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I feel like he didn't, but I don't know. <laughs> so you, you, um, eventually would decide to go to Princeton to play basketball. What was the recruiting like for you? Were there other schools in the running? And then why was Princeton the choice for you? Yeah, I was definitely like undersized when I was getting recruited. I probably weighed like 30 pounds less than I do now. And I was a shooting guard. So I'm, I think I've changed a lot as a player um, after my recruiting process. But I was very interested in like the Ivy League. My grandpa went to Princeton back in 1957. So I, it's always been close to my heart. I've known a lot about the, the school and the culture there and everything. Um, Just through the recruiting process, like, I wanted to go to a great academic institution and then I wanted like basketball is super important to me. So I wanted there to be a great basketball program. Princeton really stood out to me. They had like a 30 and 0 season. Um, the first like Ivy league at large bid to the NCAA tournament, just a lot of success. And I could see that they were on the rise and they had, you know, a lot of potential um, and loved the coaches and the team. And it was just a really good, like 
gut feeling being on campus. Like it just, I just knew it was like the place I belonged. Um, but yeah, I was looking at a lot of Ivy league schools, um, and mid majors, but I think through my development as a player, especially in college, um, I think I was like under recruited, um, and maybe people didn't see like my potential at the yeah, end of the day. They were sleeping. So. They were sleeping on yeah. you. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. I was looking at, I mean, your accomplishments, Princeton's all-time leading score, three-time Ivy League player of the year. When I say that, what, what, what do you think about when you hear that yeah. out loud? I mean, it's surreal. It's the goal I set for myself at the beginning of every season. Like I always want to be the best player out there. Um, so as a freshman, like I wanted to be rookie of the year. And then every after that, my goals got bigger. Um, and it's just a huge honor. Like there's been great players in the Ivy League. And I'm just like, it's awesome to know, like I'm recognized for what I did at Princeton. Um, yeah, it just, it's just really awesome. I, it's just a testament to like hard work really does pay off. And if you can set big goals for yourself and like work really hard to achieve them, like they'll happen. So yeah, just, it's just really awesome. Well, I will be honest with you. I had a nice text conversation last night and my, I might have exchanged a few voice notes with Courtney Banghart. So uh, don't be surprised if her name comes up a time or two, but I know going to play for a coach like that. Um, she's awesome. She's in the ACC now. Sorry. We stole yeah. her from the Ivy league, but uh, she was just, bragging about you as a player and and as a person and one thing she mentioned was that she felt like a turning point for you was your time with USA basketball what did you learn at that level from that experience that you think may help you as you transition into the WNBA yeah I think a big thing for me was I didn't really realize like my talent and potential as a player until I got like an invite to the USA trials and then I ended up making the team and I realized like I could play with, um, you know, the the best players in our country at my age group. And that was just a huge confidence boost, like, at the minimum. Like, that just made me realize, like, I can be I can be really good. And then just being able to play, like, against the best talent in the world and be really challenged and be coached by, like, such great coaches and play with amazing, amazing teammates. Like, that was just a really great experience for me. Um, it was something I never really expected to happen, but once it did, I think I could start like reaching for higher goals. And it, if anything, it just made me more confident as a player. And so I think going into this draft, like a lot of the girls I played with on these USA teams are in this draft class with me. So it's really cool to see, you know, how, how well everyone's done and how hard they've worked to get here. Oh, nice. So you may end up getting drafted as teammates with someone. Who who yeah. are those players from USA Basketball? Well, like Beatrice Montpremier um, okay. was one of my teammates, um, like Kathleen Doyle. Um, I mean, like, honestly, if you look, Kennedy Carter, Ty Harris, like all of them, they're all, you know, they're all picks wow. in the in the draft. So it was, it's really special because those aren't people I might, that I might not have come across them in college basketball. Um, but getting to play with them for USA and then, you know, following their careers and maybe getting to play with them and against them in the WNBA is going to be really cool. So um, when did the WNBA first fall on your radar? Like as a, as a young girl, um, when did it become a reality that you might be able to do this one day? Yeah. I mean, as just like a small child, like shooting hoops in my backyard, you know, you kind of dream about like shooting the last shot in the WNBA finals and you look up to all these, you know, professional women's basketball players. And that was always been a dream of mine. 
Um, and then it became really real to me. It was after, you know, my U19 USA basketball experience. I had a meeting with Coach Banghart, and she said, WNBA is watching you. you. You're generating a lot of interest. You have, you know, great talent, and it's it could be a real possibility for you. Is this, like, something you want? You know, is this, like, a dream of yours? And I was like, absolutely. Um, and it just took, you know, that conversation for me to realize this could be a real, you know, possibility for me in the future. And, you know, ever since then, it's been, you know, working towards this goal. So awesome. Is there a player, like I, I know that um, Courtney mentioned to me, Della Don, she talked about Kevin Durant when she talked about you. Um, <laughs> is there a player that you think your game resembles? And um, what do you think you can add to a WNBA team? Yeah, I definitely have, you know, looked up to Della Don and Brianna Stewart a lot. They have like the same body type as me. And I think very similar skill sets are like, you know, really tall, but they can shoot the three. Um, they're very skilled as, you know, forwards. And so that's always something like I've tried to be as a player. Um, so yeah, they're great, like role models and people to just watch on the floor. I'm usually like drawn to them when I'm watching a WNBA game on TV. Um, and then, yeah, I, I bring all that to a team. And I think defense is huge for me. I like have a knack for blocking shots. It's something like I just always love doing. And especially this past year, Coach Berube, um, our head coach at Princeton, implemented like a whole new defense. Um, and that became our team's priority. And I'm a true believer that defense wins championships now. So um, that's, that's also a huge part of my game that I bring. All right, last question before we get to our rapid fire questions, which is the really fun part. Um, have you hired an agent and what has that process been like? And then what has it been like having to talk to WNBA teams? Is this a stressful process yeah. for you? No, it's it's a really exciting process. Um, this is kind of like the time you dream of. It's it's hectic and I feel like I'm always on Zoom or on the phone with someone else, but it's it's fun and I love talking hoops and and yeah, it's just been a really exciting process. Um, I hired Tisha Penichero from SIG oh, as my agent. So awesome. I'm really excited to be working with her. She's amazing. One of the goats. So yeah, she is. I'm, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then in terms of, yeah, talking to coaches, it's just been, it's just been fun. A lot of scheduling calls and stuff, but they're all super friendly and just it's been fun getting to know them and the coaching staffs and more about their teams. Okay, Bella, now it's time for our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Pre-game meal before the biggest game of your career. What would it be? I have to go to the classic like grilled chicken and pasta. I wouldn't want to take a risk. That's kind of what I've been I've been eating for every game. Um, in college. So I just go, I'd go with a safe bet. <laughs> Not time to try something new, right? No. Okay. No, got we that. don't want to risk it. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing moment for you on the basketball court? Uh, honestly, anytime I get blocked, I'm just, I hate it because I'm like, that's my job. Like I hate getting blocked. I shouldn't be getting blocked. So I can't think of a specific one, but anytime that happens, I just like, I hate it. I'm a so big girl much. too. I'm six, four. Like we're not supposed to get our shots blocked. Mm, no, like, no. no. <laughs> All right. One thing about Princeton that you think is underrated. Underrated. I mean, 
I think our team is underrated. Like this whole season, we, we lost one game and I think we kept, we kept moving up in the, in the ranks in the top 25, but our team is, is awesome and super successful, like on just a national level. And I think sometimes we get underrated as a mid-major team. I like that. And I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. were stranded on a desert island and you only had one show or one book, what would it be? Okay, I'd bring The Office because I like fall asleep watching that show. I feel like it's funny to me every time I watch it. So I would stick to The Office. I got to get into it. Everyone talks about The Office. I have actually, no, I've never seen it. I am so embarrassed. Okay. It's good. (laughs) I I have to do that. Last question. One word, because she has been so great in giving me all the insight, one word to describe Coach Banghart. Relentless. It's my word. I love it. Yeah. Relentless. Awesome. You are off of the hot seat, Bella. Survived. (laughs) You survived. Thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Good luck on draft night. I will see you during the season at some point. I do some games for ESPN, but enjoy your draft night and um, congratulations on your career. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. All right, basketball fans, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Around the Rim. We want to thank you for your support. We also want you to know that we are thinking of you and praying for you during the times that our country is experiencing right now. Uh, Tarika and I both would love to keep in touch with you via Twitter. I am at LaChina Robinson. Tarika is at SheKnowsSports underscore. Our podcast handle on Twitter is at Around the Rim, and you can email us at Around the Rim Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, WNBA League Pass is free right now. The league did make an announcement that training camp in the beginning of regular season will be delayed, but enjoy League Pass for now. Enjoy the draft April 17th, 7 p.m. on ESPN. And Tariq and I will see you on our next episode. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.